call unto thee, O Lord, and send down my life to guide us, for we are weak and afraid, and we lack knowledge. There is no one to hear your plea, no one to answer you, no one to ease your suffering. Lord, have mercy upon us. Hey, hey, welcome to the NY Patriot Show. Here we delve deep into the abyss, covering topics such as occultism, spirituality, secret societies, conspiracies, and the unknown. Join us in trying to put these pieces together and figuring all this shit out. The NY Patriot Show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the NY Patriot Show. Uh, today, we are again going live. Um, this is something, actually, this is something I want to mention real quick now. I had said it yesterday at the end of the show. I mean, I don't have anybody watching now either, so I guess nobody's going to hear it right away, but at least you'll hear it when you first listen to this. A new thing with my show, as long as the guests are okay with it, uh, for the most part, um, now on with my show, I will probably be going live, live with my guests. Uh, and then I will keep the show up for a few days on whatever platform I went live on. And then it will be taken down and it will be redropped eventually in the future as a regular episode. I'm just explaining that because, um, one, I'm going live because I do like to be able to interact with uh, the listeners. You know what I'm saying? It gives them a chance if they are available to talk to me and the guest and just to have a good time. You know, the last couple of lives I've been doing have been fucking awesome. So that is just a new thing with uh, the show. Unfortunately, if you happen to catch the live in about a few weeks, you're going to have to hear the show again. But the whole thing about the live really is just so I can be interactive with listeners. Um, that is a new thing I'll probably be doing with the show. So I just want to let people know that uh, when I do go to do my shows, there is a good chance it will originally be live and you guys will have a chance or you girls or whatever uh, have a chance to jump in and join in on the conversation if you want. Uh, enough about that. Uh, that's just new news. I wanted to say that at the beginning so people hear it. Sometimes when I say stuff at the end, probably people have shut off the episode already. So uh, with all that said, I'm having a returning guest. Uh, may not seem to be a returning guest because his episodes have not dropped yet on the Occult Rejects. Um, not to guess this man's head up or to put him up on a pedestal, but the work he did with the Occult Rejects, I would compare to the style of work we do. This guy came with fucking slides and about four hours of fucking uh, research. It was uh, rather mind-blowing to me and impressive. Um, and it led us, not that it led us, it, the funny thing is, is that we're both kind of covering or looking at the same things, but it definitely led us to looking into more stuff. Um, I think he is a great researcher for the stuff that he is into. Um, somebody that I can actually call a friend from doing this stuff. Someone I talk to uh, besides just podcasting. Um, we are having Marquis back on. Um, this is not really so much of a topic like he covered last time. If you have uh, been following my show, not all of them have dropped, but I have been having 
listeners come on and telling their own personal experiences, whether it's the black sun, something that happened to them during meditation, experiences in their own lives, something that may have a spiritually an experience that spiritually changed them or whatever. This is one of those episodes. Uh, so basically, it's, it's going to be Marquis telling his story about his own personal experiences. Um, you know, and stuff like that, I appreciate. I, I thank all my listeners that come on and are willing to do that. I think a lot of times we can see commonalities, possibly, even though we might have different avenues or different vehicles that brought us to the same experience or brought us to that experience. Some of those things might have, like I said, commonalities. And I think as a whole, humanity should start wondering or questioning or even imagine how this is happening. How does somebody with an NDE, somebody with a magical experience, somebody with a meditational experience kind of almost have certain things that almost seem the same, but it happened from different experiences. Now, for all I know, Marquis' story might be completely different, but I'm having him come on to tell his story. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so I'll stop running my mouth. It's been almost five fucking minutes, and you haven't even said anything yet. Uh, I'll stop bragging about my show and how great of a guest you were, uh, Marquis. No, you can do that. That's fine. Yeah, right? I can. can. I'll keep bragging about you. No problem. But, yo, for real, for real, when his Rosicrucian shit drops, uh, definitely check it out. And we're even dropping the video of it, too. It's This man did some fucking work. So uh, it's my pleasure again to bring on Marquis. Uh, let everybody know if you want who you are or anything about you, and we'll get straight into it. That's sweet. You know, thanks for all that. I really appreciate those nice words. Yeah. Um, you know what? The, sorry, the Rosicrucian thing, I thought I wasn't going to have enough for an episode. When you originally <laughs> said, like, do you want to do this? I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, This isn't my main area of, like, research i'm like i don't know if i, I have enough i couldn't even imagine I started putting it together i'm like oh, I, I have a problem now like i think it's too much <laughs> i have a problem yo <laughs> if that's not your air your main area of research i could just imagine what your main areas of research are like because it might be that that was very impressive man for real i appreciate it appreciate it um so yeah so i guess part of like the my my experience or whatever will well i guess you'll get to you'll you'll know a little bit i guess because mm -hmm. i'll start from where where it kind of happened so oh and I if you don't a, mind if there's any things yeah. that like come up that kind of remind me of my of my own you know we'll add that too and have a discussion about it i'll try yeah, not please, to interrupt you please. too much i don't want to take you no. off your path. uh interrupt me as much as possible really <laughs> all right so don't, don't worry about that um all right so Originally, when I was younger, didn't know what I wanted to do, and um, so at this point, I'm like a young adult, and I've, and I'm I'm, I'm going to try to go full circle. So it might seem weird right now, but hopefully, it, it makes sense in the long run. But mm -hmm. like, I essentially made a choice in my early twenties. Like, I didn't like where my life was at, and I found out I could get loans to go back to school, mm -hmm. and then I found this program that's outdoor specific which has always been the thing that I've been about. Like I originally grew up in um, northern northern Canada um, on a lake surrounded by woods. So that was like my very early life. And I think that stuck with me. 
um, even though we then moved into a city and that kind of brought in some new situations for me um, and kind of took me away from that for a long time. And then I got to that point where I'm like, you know what, like the only thing that I'm, I do that's kind of makes me happy is when I'm out outdoors. Like that's where I do well. And there's this program that's focused on that. You get all these certifications, you get like the small business diploma that can, uh, you can use towards like ideally starting your own outdoor business of some sort or managing one or something along those lines. So you do shit like whitewater rafting, um, rock climbing, skiing, snowboarding, stuff like that. You know, I have to say, you know, and it's, you know, how you're saying, talking about the outside or, you know, nature. That's one of the biggest reasons why I want to get the fuck out of New York, for real. I, I, I mean, I grew up out in Long Island, and, like, I remember as a kid, like, my life was very actually much surrounded by nature. Like, even as a kid, like, I, there was a fucking park not too far away from me where the trails and shit, and, like, I, that's what I liked doing as a kid was just walking through the fucking woods, walking by the fucking pond, just exploring new shit. And that is one of the things I've even mentioned to other people why I want to leave the fucking city. It's just fucking pavement. Well, like, I just... For something about nature, I just feel... I don't want to say feel at home, but I just feel like it's a total difference. It really... I swear to God, it really... For me, it really is. Like, if you haven't been around, surrounded by trees in a long time, like, you feel it. You go into those trees and you smell that forest, and, like, mm. it'll instantly, like, bring your heart rate down. Yo, you know what's funny? I had said, uh, and I'm, I'm going to make sure I do it, too, probably next year. Um, I don't know if it's specifically going to be, like, Yellowstone, but, like, I do want to actually start going and, like, visiting, like, you know, these, these types of, like, parks or, you know, whatever they call them now. Because, like, I one, there's, there seems to be very weird things that goes on in these things, believe it or not. If, if, if you yeah, look into it. Don't disappear in there. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if you've ever seen Missing 411, or I forgot yeah, what the other yeah. one, the other one's called. Yeah, yeah you know, motherfuckers are just disappearing out of thin air in some of these places. And, and the funny thing is, is that these parks have different laws, too, and shit. So, like, they don't even, I think, they don't even have to publicly even come out and say or or even count specific numbers and shit. Very weird, but um, I do want to visit those because I do honestly believe, as crazy as it sounds, it will be, in a sense, kind of a spiritual experience. I mean, I'm going to walk into a park that's got trees that are fucking size of buildings Thousands that are naturally old. grown and have been there for how fucking long? I'm sorry. This I believe that yes, I'm going. It's going to be an experience for sure. Yeah, if you want to make it that for yeah, sure, right? Yeah. Um. So so yeah. So I decided like this is what I need to kind of focus on. This is what I'll do. Um. And now I'll, I'll I'll try to get into this program. So I I got in. I get through the program. I don't actually end up graduating. I'm like two credits short, which I don't tell people. <laughs> didn't tell my job places that shit either because uh, essentially like I got a hernia after the uh, during the first year on, during the winter skiing and um, I had to get surgery over the summer so I can like get through the next semester get surgery recover over summer get back to uh, work 
because it's all very outside based stuff. So you need to be healthy. And, um, and so because of that, I couldn't do scuba diving because I showed up oh. to do the scuba diving and they're like, Oh dude, because of this, you need a note or whatever. And I'm like, well, my doctor said like, I wouldn't need, I told them what I was doing and I'm good. So they can't do it. Damn. So I would have to like wait for that course for an extra year. And I didn't want to do that. And I fucked up on another course too. That was my own doing, but like I could have, um, I wanted to leave and uh, get going with what I wanted to do. So I didn't, so I didn't end up graduating. And at the time I went from the East side of the country and moved out West to work in the mountains as a ski instructor. Oh, I got wow. hired. So we went out there um, and, uh, and that's where I stayed for like 12 years, 12, 13 years. I stayed out there. And so what I would do is my winters were spent, uh, instructing and then I, I went into supervising and then eventually I ran the school oh, and wow, we, good we for had you. one of the most successful schools in the country you know I want so to ask you ask you real quick and I hate to interrupt you but like when it came like yeah you're saying you were a ski instructor that's how I started yeah yeah now did ski you like in snowboarding even there's been a few times even when I've went skiing and again it could be the whole nature thing but like I even felt then like that whole atmosphere itself, like up in the mountains and with the snow, it just it just has a completely different feeling to itself in in a way. It's to like, me, it was magic. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was, was going to get at. Like, did you feel like even like a difference with that? It just it's a different vibe that you're around. You know. At, so at the time, not in any kind of spiritual way at all. Gotcha. For, at the time, for me, it was. Um, and I'll get into what it, okay. what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I spent my winters doing that. And then I spent my summers, like we had the Olympics where I lived uh, in 88. And so there's some facilities that they keep going. And so um, the, the comments are fucking me up. Sorry, I'll so, stop. I'll stop. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Don't worry. I, don't worry. That's my, that's my thing. And so, um, so in the summer I would work there. Like I started as a mountain bike instructor and then eventually I got into like high rope stuff. Um, which, uh, like high ropes are like courses where you have to climb stuff and it's usually team based, like the peop your team's holding on to the rope. Like if they do let go of the rope, you will fall, you know? Uh, and so it's all about like team building and building people up and all that kind of stuff. This is what it's focused. So we would have corporate groups come in and, uh, all sorts of things like that. So I just kind of moved up in there too. And eventually when I started, and so, I was always in those worlds working. And then when I wasn't working, a lot of times I would be out rock climbing or um, wow, that's interesting. for a while I would go, I would just take my bike. I had like a back country book and I would just like try to pick a trail that I could handle because the I'm not, I was never fit enough to do a lot of it because it's so much alpine. I can't do the ascents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, so I'd have to do like the beginner ones and I would just go out and do that kind of stuff. And it was never necessarily spiritual to me. Like I always loved being in those search circumstances, but it, it was something else that I didn't realize until what ended up happening is, um, you know what I want to add real quick. And I find very yeah. interesting. And maybe this might even go along with whatever experiences you might've had, but something I did want to, you know, just thinking about like skiing and then you're talking about these other things that you're going to be doing. You know, you get people, I hate to use this as like an example, but like, all right, skiers, NASCAR drivers, people who race things, 
rock climbing, a lot of these types, even certain things in the Olympics, like certain sports. Do you realize, like, if you really think about it, the reason these people are so good at what they do is because, in my opinion, the thought of them getting hurt and dying is not something ingrained in their head that they're able to put that to the side and be like, I actually just love doing this and I'm in the moment and I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, if you really do think about it, those people have become so good at what they do, probably, of course, to an extent, you have to be worried about your own health. But that is not the determination that stops them from doing it. That fear is probably less than most people. So that's why they've become so good at what they're doing. We should not be worshiping them because, oh, my God, so-and-so's got so many gold medals. No, maybe just look at the fact that they didn't allow fear and uh, to control them, and that's how good they got at what they're doing. Yeah, belief is huge. Fear is yeah. a big part of something you're constantly struggling against. Um, like, they did studies on exactly that. Like, the guy, Hans, Hans, I forget his name, but a free solo guy, he, he, he does shit, he rock climbs without rope, and he does, like, ridiculously difficult climbs everyone who does this generally ends up dying and that's one of the things like when i went to school they're like you know like some of you will die like you're gonna if you stick to this you're gonna know people that die from this and it's true it happens but just what i'm getting actually with him in his extreme of extremes they generally all die and so they tested his brain and yeah he doesn't have the fear doesn't kick in for him it doesn't. He doesn't have that. So he, he doesn't see it the same way. He can just focus on the problem at hand, yes. which is the next cl- the next grip, the next foothold or whatever that what it is. Because rock climbing is mostly problem solving. Mm. Um, that's a actually it's a, it's a really good way to put it, but you're totally right. Because if I grab that wrong fucking part, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> so that's where your brain, right? That's when you're, that's the and, and I'll, I'll get into details with it, but like rock climbing does that, I think, better than anything I've ever experienced in terms of challenging yourself um, and overcoming those those fears. Like, because you're scared of falling, you know, like especially the kind of climbing we're doing. Like I know like if I don't grab that, if I slip, I am 10 foot from the my next bolt and uh, so that means i'm going to swing 20 feet at least and then there's the rope's going to stretch before i hit the wall again you know and you don't want that shit and then you're like what if that fucking thing breaks that's been in there for 40 years or what if you know whatever like you know your life's on just a few pieces of material and shit so so you're constantly like mind fucked um and trying to overcome. So you get this instant gratification when your brain is telling you, you can't do this. You're not enough for this or whatever. And you say, fuck it. And you put everything you have into it, you know, and you, and you get there. It's like, it builds you up right away. You're like, it feels amazing. It's magic. You know? <laughs> it yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, so I'm doing all that stuff and it's like, it's sustaining me. Um, 
and then it, it, what it ends up doing is it's actually keeping me afloat without realizing that I was on water. Like, you know, because I was getting enough um, out of those things to, to fill my soul. Gotcha, it kind gotcha, of, yeah. it, it's hiding what's behind there that I'm not dealing with. Uh, you know, you know what? And I, I, I've, I've said this before, and you know, I think this might be a good way to try to explain what you're saying. Cause I've said this about myself, you know, in the past from dumb shit that I've done until I started working on myself and actually dealing with like who I really was and my own thinking and my own actions, Prior to that, I could say that I had some hole in my soul that I was just grabbing whatever the fuck I thought would just fill it up. And it just kept on fucking exactly. eating it. It just kept on eating it because I wasn't dealing with the fucking monster behind me sucking up all that shit. You know, exactly. so I think like that's kind of, I, I guess I could see that's what you're probably saying yourself. Yeah. And the good thing is that it was healthy enough, right? Where like I also was doing that with clothing. I was doing that with tech like i was doing with tons of material shit as well but i was but what it was really keeping me sustained was at least it like it because it was a healthy thing to be doing it was keeping me keeping me kind of hidden from myself i guess so well, it kept you busy it kept you out of your own mind too if you think about yeah, it. yeah exactly yeah and that's huge for me like right oh, if i don't like that was huge for my here, first like 25 years of my life exactly, yeah. <laughs> or maybe even longer than longer that actually <laughs> for me yeah so I don't want to be here. Like when I do those things, I'm not here anymore. Like I'm fully free, you know, like, and that's somewhere I've always been really good in, in operating. And now I've come to realize why, because of things that happened in my past and stuff. Cause I was so used to operating in a fight or flight circumstance. When that ha happens, I fight. And so a lot of those things that in my day to day are very difficult are not in this, in this state for me. So I can be good at rock climbing. I could be good at snowboarding or whatever and feel like real freedom. And the thing with snowboarding that was like, it's almost like you get to be a superhero to me, like not a superhero, but have superhuman ability. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, you know I know what you're I saying. I can't yeah. uh, walk outside and jump 20 foot off like my, my balcony and be okay. But I can when I snowboard. When I snowboard, I can go 60 miles an hour and cut on a dime and I can spin and fly in the air. And I, I can do all of these amazing feats. And, I'm, and it's like you're, and you're conquering nature in a way. You know, like yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Hundred years ago, people died trying to cross these mountains. Now I'm like, let's fucking let's like go as hard as we can on it. You know, and no, it's I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and so and so it gives you that kind of feeling too, which again is feeling holes. You know, so um, and then by the end of it, this is where the shit hits the fan. Is I. Um, <laughs> the shit hits the fan is my final year like my couple last years as a director i'm the guy who owns this is an oil tycoon he owns six or seven resorts in the country and he's a, a billionaire like not a good dude okay <laughs> it's, and so he runs his companies like that and so it trickles down his vps and shit are fucking awful humans because they they 
they're ruled under that. And so they're almost like paralyzed from being able to do things. And, um, and so, and that's who I have to deal with directly to get shit done for my school and for my employees and stuff like that, because I don't see it the same way they do. So we butt heads all the time where I'm like, Hey, asshole, we're making millions. You can pay them and we'll still make millions. Like, look, I'll show you, like, you'll, we'll still be the most profitable fucking school in the country you don't have to worry. Like we crush all your other schools. Just do what I say so that we can keep the staff that you want to make you money. Because part of our problem is like we're in the wrong. Anyways, I, no, I won't get into that. But so, so I'm clashing heads a lot and I'm developing some, some issues from it. And I come to the realization, like, you know what, like I've done enough training and certifications and stuff that now I can, I'm teaching like people that want to become instructors. I can teach those courses through, the national organization. And once you get certain levels of certification, your value goes up quite a bit because they can Uh. become very difficult. Like you can like, there's four major levels. And when you hit the, like to get to the third level, it was, it's something like only like five to 10% of the people that try will get it. And that's, and that's after they've tried it two, three times. So some people are there like, oh, this is my fourth time trying. And these are thousands of dollars to take these courses and not including all the hours you have to spend at the Hill training and potentially paying people to train you and stuff like that that are expensive. So it's super like time-consuming thing to, to do three, four times. <laughs> so when, when you get there, you get a lot of perks start, start happening. And so I decided like, fuck it, I'm, I'm done with this. I'll bring in the next guy that I already had with me. He's an amazing guy. He's still there doing it and he'll take over. I'll transition out and I'm just going to be the snowboard technical director, which is essentially I'm going to be on snow training our instructors on the daily basis. Keep, keep them growing and getting better and all that stuff. Cause that's important to them, right? Like they're here because that's part of the gig they're expecting is to people to help them. Um, and that's what I'm like, fuck it. This is, the world I'm going to go in and I can make enough money doing it now. So I had, I was like into that transition for a month. We're doing a drill at work and it's the end of the run. And without getting too technical, essentially like I'm part of to do this maneuver, you have to look in the opposite direction of travel for a period of time, just because the way your body is contorted and stuff, it kind of forces you into that position. And so you have to do a lot of like mental mapping and I got lazy because it's, I'm so comfortable with that place. I thought I was somewhere else. So I'm going fast cutting through the snow and I thought I still had a lot of runway and I didn't. So I just flew off the run. Oh, wow. And, um, I've thrown myself on the floor to stop myself from doing that. I I learned how to fall really good and not hurt myself skiing. That's important. (laughs) Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely learned how to fall and be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, one of the key things like, Hey, it's better for you to decide when you fall than yeah, exactly. the fucking hill decide when you fall. You know how you many know? times I've thrown myself on the floor just being like, fuck, I can't make this turn. I'm going too fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I didn't get that opportunity cause I had no fucking clue where I was. And so all I know is all of a sudden, like I'm in the air and, um, I hit a tree essentially Fuck. like this is the tree and then this is me and I hit it like this sideways, oh. like the way your bones don't want to bend, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck. I was going fast. 
so at that point, I think I, I black out, I think not, I think like for five seconds, maybe. Um, but I don't know. Um, and then I'm scared. Like I've broken a lot of things through the years doing this. I'd usually break something about once a year. So I was used to, like, I understood, like I broke and it was different. It was like, yeah, it was different. Um, so <laughs> I'm scared that I'm paralyzed because um, I couldn't move my toes and stuff initially. Oh, that would have me fucked up, bro, for real. Yeah, so it was just in that initial state, but I think my body was in such shock. Um, so and then I got my toes to move, and I was fucking thankful. <laughs> Did you feel like a wave of relief come over you as soon as you felt your toes move? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Because I'm like, you know what, I'll, I could be, I'll, I'll be okay or whatever. You know, like sense of yeah, like it, it's not that bad. Um, there's hope. <laughs> it, yeah, there's there's hope. You know, so um, and then by the time once the ambulance gets there, they they drug me and I. Uh, the next thing I know is I wake up in hospital in traction. So this is where usually you would hear the person talking about that near death experience thing uh -huh. or in the surgery. Then after that surgery, the, cause they couldn't do the other one. So essentially I shattered my, my uh, pelvis completely. It's in, it's like, um, it's, it's a, it's a mess. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, my femur punched through. Um and so so I had like really, really extensive uh damage bone wise and then um tore all a lot of muscles which caused a lot of atrophy. Um like I even had like bones growing into my muscle my muscles, like that's something that can happen. Your body doesn't it just has so much to heal that like it's <laughs> good cough but uh, so much to heal that like i um you're it starts thinking it needs to like build bones in your muscle oh i've heard of that before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and so there's a lot of nerve issues and stuff like that and so the surgery for that stuff uh they had to do too but like i don't think it's like 14 hours or some shit and so uh, it was all my blood and they had to give me a lot of uh plasma and stuff right because i had lost all of it um and at that point my body had shut down internally so uh that was the next thing we're like fuck we might have to go do more surgery for that and yo you know me, what you know what real quick and i do want to say when it comes down to stuff with like occultism and magic and when you want to start fucking with blood in my opinion i'm i'm starting to think it has something to do with the plasma actually Right. I don't. I don't want to get off the, the whole topic, but thing, but I do know? think that has something to do with it, actually. Because when sense. I've had magical experiences, when and I ended up in the hospital once, that was one of my fucking problems. Actually, was my plasma. Okay. And they had to give me blood and give me saline. So I do see a connection. Something up with that for some reason. And, and it's, it was a problem I've never had once before or ever again afterwards. Yeah, it's weird. Not that to get off. I'm getting off yeah, the whole yeah. fucking topic now. But all right, so yeah, so they they had to give you blood and this and that. Yeah, so all this stuff. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're really lucky to be alive and all that." Um, but through all that, like, I have had no inkling of visions or 
enlightenment or, you know, none of that shit, you know, like I'm, I'm just in survival mode and I, I'm just trying to get through every other minute or whatever, you know, <laughs> minute to minute kind of living. Um, and, um, and so a lot of shit, like, so I start doing the recovery process and stuff like that. And it's not, so right off the bat at the hospitals, like, this is where I think like, cause I get diagnosed with like PTSD by people, right. By certain people. Um, and they think it's because of when I hit the tree and oh. I never felt good about it. Cause I'm like, you know, like I can visualize the tree. I can feel that pain and it's, it's like, it's, it's okay. The trauma comes. You can take your time, man. Don't worry about it. From the recovery. And sorry, and this is part of why I want to go on the show. No, I know you told me. Because, yeah. yeah, but just for people to understand, like, I don't have the answers. Like, if at any point in this, it sounds like I know something, it's like, that's not what I'm trying to, to claim or anything. Like, I just want if people, like it, reg- like, it didn't have to be hitting a tree. It didn't have to be a physical attack. Like, it's more about the trauma. And wherever you're at, where you're at, you're low. And uh, that's more the people I'm trying to to get to. And that's why I wanted to have you on, too. Yeah. So thank you. I know this isn't. No, no, no. (laughs) I know this isn't easy. And you told me prior. And I said, listen, as long as you're all right with going live, man, you know, this is up to you. This is don't apologize for for this dude this is real shit right here don't apologize for that so um so what happens when i'm recovering is care is bad they're overworked nurses and shit are overworked and i am on like intravenous fucking uh, hardcore morphine i forget the kind and uh, and so i'm in and out of reality constantly and what was happening is they weren't giving me my meds when I needed them. And that would cause like really bad fucking like, like devastating pain and shit like that. And, and, and then you get withdrawals, you get all the, like, you know, because they fuck up the cycle and they wouldn't even know it. So they couldn't like just give it to you. And then I'm so cloudy that I don't know how, like I had to teach a nurse how to, because when they did the first surgery, one of the, so I ended up with four plates and 23 screws. Holy fuck. And uh, one of the plate, like they had to operate from the back at first just to get like pieces together. And then they cut me from side to side in the front and they had to like remove my stomach and then work the other stuff in. But once they did that, things had shifted. And so I had one of the pins kind of like poking out of my back. Oh, geez. They call it tenting. And it, and because I'm lying on this way, I can feel it, you know, like it's all the pressure, like all my weight is like funneling into this pin. And so because I had done wilderness first responders and all sorts of uh, first aid shit and stuff, like 
I knew a basic fucking thing. When something's fucking protruding, you create a donut with a gauze, you put it around that thing, and now the pressure goes on the gauze. You know what I mean? And so I had to teach them that because they didn't know. And and so it's just stuff like that. And so then there's a whiteboard, and I started putting down, you know, and this is me and my girlfriend who's devastated. And we start trying to figure out all the drugs and when they need to be administered. And I start telling them, like, you need to write sign when, when you give me that drug because I'm not always awake. And so I need to wake up and know where the fuck we're at and know that we're still on track because I can't keep having you guys fucking do this to me. And at this point, my stomach's not working either. So like, oh, I'm like, fuck. my stomach's like fucking exploding. And they, um, and so that's where like, I'm getting a lot of my PTSD because that fight or flight is on like a motherfucker. Cause I'm trying to survive internally. And then I'm trying to fight with this, which feels like it's not like actual fight, but like it's, it feels like a fight for, for my well being through the, through the system. And, um, and I've had to deal with that part of that fight or flight. Like I said before, I operate well in that's because of shit that happened when I was younger and stuff. It wasn't a good thing that I was in that zone all the fucking time. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought that was me. I thought I hit an effect. <laughs> my bad. I, I should like, have That's one of my cheesy effects I don't use. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I'm developing this really bad relationship mentally uh, where my brain is no longer filtering shit anymore. It, the, the lever that's supposed to go on and off to help you survive that shit is just fucking open. And so, um, I don't realize anyways, I get out of the hospital, I keep doing, and I keep having these setbacks and stuff. And because I'm with the system, because it happened at work, everything goes through, through a system for me. I can't, Uh, I'm not in control of my life anymore. I have to do certain things at certain times and they're trying to help me get better, but they're also a for profit. People don't realize that in Canada, our, our worker compensation boards that are supposed to help you out, like they're about money. So they essentially get money from the government for like, hey, this person's got hurt. This is how much money you get to get them back to where they are. They, that's where their profit margin lies. If I hit that five-month threshold that they got paid for, and now I'm taking six months, seven months, you know what I mean? Like now I'm just costing money. They're losing their fucking profit with me. And so they don't want that. The caseworkers are trained in a way to avoid that shit through programs. And, you know, like, you know, it's set to help you and shit. Like, no, it's set to get me the fuck out the door. It's um, so you don't have to deal with me. So we skip shit. We did. We and I was gung ho. Like, I'm I think like by nine months, I'm going to be back to me. And I'll be back to doing all the shit I was doing. And I did go back snowboarding and I did go try rock climbing and stuff again for a period. Um, it was, a, it, it was, it seemed feasible. It was fucking hard. It hurt. It, like it lost the, the things it was giving me that freedom, that creativity. Like I didn't feel like a Superman <laughs> anymore, you know? And it hurt. It's just pain. It's just pain, pain, pain. So like struggling to, 
to get back to that shit. And so, um, yeah, the so experience was never the same again, right? No, it's too, it's too painful. It's too hard. Like all my muscles cramp up. Like I still have nerve issues and stuff. This happened four years ago now. And so now it, I'm going through this process. I have to go back to work for this company that I've had a lot of issues with. And, um, I'm no longer, I can't be at the Hill anymore. I'm at the head office in, in the city. And they're like, you know, part of the transition is three hours a week. You got to go into work. So I started doing that. I answered to a vice president there. Supposed to help him with shit. He's barely ever there. Anyways, show up. Not there for his day. Where is he? I don't know. No one knows shit. So I just fucking go in and I sit for three hours. All right. See you next time. You know, and it's shit like that that's happening. And so now it's a month in and I still don't even have a computer login. So they're not actually wanting me to do shit. They don't actually want me there. And I know all these fucking people. So eventually I show up to work and the doors are locked. Closed for a staff function, like some party. You know? So at that point, you know, I have to deal with WCB and say like, dude, you guys can't actually ask me to fucking go work for these people. They're like look what they're doing to me like so i'm like i'm done so so i'm just building like fighting constantly fighting that i that fight or flight shit is constantly still on for me and i still like don't feel i no spiritualism like nothing is clicking in that way at all for me and um and so now i start uh working for a friend and we skipped a bunch of shit we were supposed to do to make sure I can even handle that job. But because I had a job lined up, they're like, fucking do it. And um, I start trying to do that job and I can't take the drugs I need because I'm dealing with people. It's selling fabric. So it's a nice old lady, quilt shops, you know, it seemed like it could be a good transition. Like I can't do that stuff. Like this is good. I know him. It's a sales job. Mm-hmm. but an easy one, you know? And, um, and I'm struggling. Like it's not clicking. I don't know why it's, I'm struggling to do it. And because I can't take the drugs and stuff when I need to be, it's fucking painful. Like it's really hard to focus. Like I, it takes everything to just get through it. And so what I end up what I'm doing is I'm just faking. I'm pretending to be okay. I'm pretending all these things for like these long periods of time and it's burning me out. So like I would go home and, and um, like I'd collapse, man. And um, sorry, something that happened before this part is um, I have issues with drugs, not in terms like hard drugs or anything, but I have a bad relationship where if I do drugs, I like them too much. And so I always knew certain things I had to stay the fuck away or else I'd become a crackhead. Uh, so I was smart enough well, to do at least, that. Yeah, yeah, at least you know your own boundaries. Yeah, but part of it is the only thing that works is hydromorphine. And I don't want it. And so I'm trying not to take it when I'm recovering at home. And essentially what ends up happening is um, I'm no longer sleeping. I may be getting a half an hour. And it gets to the point where I couldn't stand up anymore. And I'm like, um, cause I was seeing my doctor like once a week at that point, And I was like an hour late for her appointment. He was pissed. 
and, and because he didn't realize what state I was in, it's because I couldn't get from the car to his office because I kept passing out. Holy shit. And so he's like, you're dying. Fuck. You have to take the drugs. And it's like, it's like you feel like you're fucked if you do, you're fucked if you don't. Yeah. It's, like, so it's, like, it's almost as if you're being told you have no choice. But I was dying, man. Like, you know, like I had to. So I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. You know, and this comes up again. So now let's get back to where I'm working. And so this shit, it's adding up is what I'm saying. It's adding and it's adding. It's, it's, I'm not having a aha moment. It's a cumulative effect that's kind of putting weights on me. And so I'm trying to get this job done and eventually it gets bad where I have nothing left in the tank. And so my relationship with this guy, he's the guy that hired me to come from out East to out West, gave me my first job instructing. He's the guy that after a year of doing that said, you, you can, I'll give you an opportunity to be my assistant director. He's the one that put me up for the director job, just like I did for the guy that was behind me. And now he's giving me an opportunity to work with him and be financially okay. And I'm fucking it up. And it's killing me. But I hate the job. I don't know why. But I can't do it. And physically, things are now... I went from getting better to thinking I'd be good one day to realizing I'm never going to be good one day. Oh. It's getting worse now. Yo, it, it, if, if that's regardless, if that's an actual truth or if that's just something that pops into your head and you believe that is a shitty fucking feeling. It's hard because then that's you no faith. You, you have no faith in yourself. That's, that's a devastating place to be at. You know, I understand and that. And that's yeah, it. that's real shit. That's real shit right there, man. To even come out and admit that. And what happens is, like I was telling from before, like my physical ability, I had everything tied in to that. My professionalism, my personality, like who I am at my core was, it, that's what it was. I depended on that in a way I had no fucking idea. And so when you lose the thing, you know, like if you're a painter and I cut your hands off, overnight you lose that you, your joy and your love that you relied on is gone and so i didn't know how to replace it you know like that's the thing that kept me sustained that's the thing that kept the demons away and so now i'm i'm drowned i'm starting to drown in it and um did it like feel like because like i've been in like situations where it's like not going to go on into my own details because I want to stick on you, but like almost it's where it's like you feel like you're losing yourself. Or it's like, you know, I, I, I'm not even who I thought I was or who am I even now. I, it's like you start, I guess, losing your identity. Yeah. You start at this point, I don't realize, but I start realizing I didn't have one. I had a mm. false identity. It was false. And that's why I was certain the way I was certain. Like, yeah, I was the director and stuff, but I thought I was a shit director the whole time. I hated the way I was doing. It wasn't good enough. 
you know, so, so this falseness is coming to, to the forefront. I can't hide from it anymore. And I still at this point don't know why I can't fucking do this job. Why I'm so out of control, um, you know, and stuff like that. And so that job is coming to a head, our relationships getting fractured and the work relationships suffering too. And so it gets to a point where it's like, it has to end. So it does kind of do that mutually. And at that point I had started doing therapy because through WCB again, right? Cause I'm like, I'm fucking losing it. And eventually it gets to the point where they're like, okay, fine. Because they don't want me to get diagnosed with shit because that means more fucking money. So keeping me from diagnosis is good. Fuck. Right. So it's like a, a battle to get them to take on board. And I'm fucking scared because if I lose this job, they might not be there to support me. Like I'm, br- I'm breaching my side of the uh, agreement and that's an excuse for them to cut my shit, which they've done because I'm, tra- I'm traveling salesman. I can't always do my physio. Some weeks I don't do it at all because they're weekdays and I work weekdays. So I can't be there. And they changed my caseworker without telling me. And the news caseworker is like, oh, he's not showing up. Doesn't fucking call me. Doesn't do shit. She just fucking cancels my services. I get a call from my physiotherapist while I'm working with a client saying like, hey, they took your fucking physio away. And so, I have to, so you know, it's, so it's, it's just constant shit like that. And, well, uh, I'll say like I've known people, even myself in the past, I've had experiences. It's they call it out here workers' comp. If you get hurt at work, they kind of like you know they take you get paid and shit and still. But like one, the healthcare through that. If you actually got hurt, I mean you're at their fucking. I mean you're totally at their beck and call of what's going to get fucking done, and they do seem to try to uh, put you to get, hand you hoops to jump through that they hope you can't. Just so they could say, uh, see you later. You know, so, I mean, it sounds a lot worse on your end, but like we have that type of shit here too. Yeah. And so the one thing I will say, um, if anyone is dealing with chronic pain and stuff, the thing that initially helped me the most COVID fucked it up. But like, if you can get back to it is water. Um, there was, I found a therapy pool and that, the uh the biggest blessing because it it'll actually give you a break um so if people are, are you know if you can find water you should uh I'm, I'm telling you it'll it'll change your day at least but um so yeah so uh, that that stuff's happening uh you know at that point then as as i'm severing my relationship with him i'm at this point i'm completely breaking down and my therapist and then covid hits and then my therapist says like i can't help you anymore and this was my third Fuck. therapist at this point because she's she's dealing with covid like she's not feeling well mentally anymore and this was my third therapist i finally thought i had a connection we we're going to build a plan and like do something constructive to try to help me um because again when you're in the system you don't get the best man you know it's it's hit or miss and they don't like you to switch providers so if i have a relationship with a physiotherapist i don't like they don't want to switch me and those fucking people that and you know someone that's shouldn't get my everyone has their things but like i'm easy money 
So it's really easy to get in a routine where you're not actually paying attention to me anymore in, in my progress and, and making sure that we're maximizing my time and stuff. So you start, you feel like you feel little, you feel worthless. Uh, WCB doesn't want to help me, you know, like they say uh, $200 is too much, you know, like I'm not worth. So, so in your head, you're constantly like, it feels like you're being reinforced. You're worth a shit. My relationships are breaking. I can't do my job. I'm not. So I get in a place where I think I'm worthless. And I still don't have an idea of why I'm, I've gone in here, right? Like, because, yeah, I had pain and I have this physical injury. But if you're well, you, you can get past this stuff. There's something else. And I don't, and at this point, I have no idea. And, um, so, um, so that shit breaks down and I get to a place where, um, I'm breaking, like I said, that, that filter in my brain's not working well. Um, I'm, I'm not in control. I'm destroying my relationships with my friends. And I didn't have much friends because again, like, not dealing with my shit, I'm not comfortable socially. So I always kind of keep people at a distance. Even my close friends, like I'm blessed that I have a handful of friends that I've known since I was a little kid. And that's the only reason I still know them because I'm not that good of a friend, you know, and I'm on the other side of the country now. So I'm not going to call you if I have issues or whatever, or like, I don't know, like I'm just not there. So, you know, I will even say as myself and believe it or not, this might be like, holy shit. I mean, when I was younger, I think because of certain reasons, yes, I needed to be everybody's fucking friend because then that gave me validation. But I can say at some point, believe it or not, I actually became uh, almost introverted. Like, like if you knew who I was 10 years ago, you'd be like, how the fuck is this guy getting on a microphone and putting his face out there and talking to people? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I can understand the fact of, being at that point to where it's like I didn't even really want to socialize with anybody, you know. And, and it, for me, for me, it was all because of something going on up in here, you know. That's usually how it goes, right? Yeah. Like when I was growing up, I was really I was popular. Like I had tons of friends, but like I, <laughs> they weren't my close friends, you know. Like I just knew how to make friends. Again, not really being me being this, uh, this different version that I know works yes, again, yes. not realizing that I'm even fucking doing that. But, um, so yeah. So now I'm destroying my relationships and I'm, um, getting to a place where like my relationship with my family is awful. I'm making life worse for them. I'm making my mom cry. I don't have a good relationship. Never really did with my parents, but still like it killed, it was killing me. Of course. Of course. My dad has, um, um, not Alzheimer's, but, uh, dementia. I just find out he's getting dementia and trauma makes it worse. So I feel like I'm, I'm going to aggravate his fucking health problems with my behavior and the way that I'm a mess and stuff. And, um, I think my girlfriend's going to leave me fucking any day now, you know, because it's awful to like, why would you want to be around me? I'm in the corner crying 
for eight hours. Who the fuck wants that? Yeah, no. And what happens here too is I start getting like in like catatonic states starts happening because I feel like I have no recourse. Like I just like, it's like a complete giving up or something. I don't even fucking know. I don't do that shit anymore, but like that stuff was starting to happen. So I'm getting diagnosed with like, I don't know, like suicidal shit and like all these different mental health issues. And then things start getting a little bit, um, yeah, dark to the point where like I'm starting to hit myself and I get you, you don't want to be alive because you don't want to hurt people anymore. And you're so ashamed that you couldn't get past this. You know, like my girlfriend has a friend, he was a skydiver. He skydived the parachute, then fucking open. He did it for a living. He's skydiving all the time. So he's doing a maneuver. Shit didn't go well. Fucking parachute doesn't open. He hits the ground. Fucking bad. He's lucky. Like, you talk about being lucky to be alive. Like, that fucking guy. He had to lose his legs. And he had to do it in a slow way where he was trying to save one. And it was just too much. And they eventually had to come to terms with losing both his legs and shit. I see this guy. He's like fucking winning medals at the Paralympics now. And I'm in a corner crying like a bitch. So it's just like I'm reinforcing these ideas about myself. That's some heavy, that's some heavy shit you just said right there, man. Yeah, and I want you know people to think about that. A dude who fell out of the fucking sky, probably should have been dead, who has lost his legs, has still found a way to do something that he loves, and he's accomplishing shit. That comes from the fucking mind. That's serious. And I think the part that's important for people is to like, just because you don't get there doesn't mean that you're weak or there's something that you're not that he is. Because that's dangerous. Yes. That's how you stay in the fucking quicksand. It's getting to terms with understanding that why is it that way? And just because his sounds worse, like everybody's different. Everything's different. Everything you've been through your life up until now will have a major effects on how that goes for you. And it's not necessarily that it's not in your control, but it's fucking like feels impossible. And it is a life's fucking work to get out of that shit. And it's, and it doesn't mean it has to look the same for you as it does for him. And I'm saying that knowing that I don't believe it. And I still struggle to believe that because I still have a hard time liking myself. I don't like myself. I know I don't, but I'm trying and I'll get to why that's important. But so anyways, at this point, that stuff's breaking apart. Uh, they're trying to get, get me back to a different job, but I have new health issues. Like my back went out one day while I was trying to do my rehab, like exercise that I have to do on a daily basis, which I'm very much at that time struggling to do. And that's something like, that's really hard when you, you know, you're supposed to do something that anyways, I'm, 
and my back goes out while I'm doing my exercises. And since that day, it's never left. I thought maybe my back would be out for a couple of days, but it never went away. And so now it's like fucking even worse. Like it was worse than my hip. Like my, my hip and my legs been bugging me forever, but now it's like my fucking back is taking over. And, um, and so they're trying to get me to do work that I know I can't do because of my back, but my back isn't part of my diagnosis. It's not related to my prior injury. So they're not wanting to look at that. So I'm getting really discouraged and they make me go through with looking for work to the point where essentially the last thing that happens is like you have this block of time to find a job. That's where I was at. I did like some certifications and stuff and I'm looking for work now. I can't get anyone to fucking call me back. And we're in the middle of fucking COVID. Like everyone's closing down and shit. And uh, in my city, it was like, what was it? It was like 13, 14% unemployment. It was fucking rough at that time. And um, there uh, essentially it comes out that my caseworker at that point is like, dude, if you, if you don't have a, a job by this, you're, we're done. And, and there, and they even have you rat yourself out. So say I applied for a job that was, a, it fit all the criterias. They don't call me back or anything that counts. That's one possible job. You didn't get it. That's your fault. We're done. Oh, wow. So they're asking me to be perfect. So you're, at, you think that this employer is going to hire someone that has zero experience. That's like mid thirties or whatever. Um, with disabilities, you're going to hire him over people with experience and all this shit. When there's like 50, 60, at least people looking for the same job or whatever, you know, yeah, like it's just not going to, it's not going to happen. It's unrealistic. Yeah. And so they're trying to fucking get rid of me again. And so like things are getting worse. Um, and so um, I got lucky and I got a new caseworker came in because I was, I was getting ready to sue uh, because my parents have been asking me to sue from, for a while. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking sue. Like, I don't want to, you know, like, cause I don't think I'll live through it to be honest. Fuck. Like, I don't know. I don't have it in me. Uh, like I'd rather just make sure there's, absolutely nothing before we even fucking look at that um and and a blessing i got a new caseworker i explained to him where we were at with shit and he's like holy fuck and he's like okay well let's get your back check sure shit i have fucking problems and now my restrictions need to change and so and then i get put into like an intensive um uh pain like complex pain program where like people that have really bad complicated cases get put in and you get like an occupational therapist. You have a team kind of working with you. So now at this point I'm seeing two psychiatrists a week. I have a, a team of people kind of starting to help. And, um, and I find a psychiatrist, I get WCB to get me a psychiatrist. That's not from their list. That's been personally told by my family physician to do for me. And so, and he was, and my caseworker fought for me and he got me approved off paper, which is hard. And that guy's been fucking helping me. Nice. And, and he's the one that says, you need to schedule your shit. And this is where the research comes in. And this is when I start kind of actually getting to 
terms of some of the stuff. So some of the therapy I do is a PTSD therapy. I had to pay on my own. I couldn't afford to keep doing it. Uh, but it's like a, kind of like a tapping type thing. Uh, they did do with a lot of soldiers and shit like that. Oh, wow. And, uh, and that's where I start realizing like some of my deeper issues and some of the things like, and again, like I'm going through a lot of these places and I, they say shit. I don't believe like she says shit like, Oh, you're, you're empathic. Like you have this special ability, blah, blah, blah. And, and this is part of why you're suffering and stuff. Hey, what kind of person told you that? The, I forget the, the exact title. Cause she's a specific kind of psychiatrist. Oh, I know. I'm actually surprised that somebody actually like with a degree actually just came out and said some shit. Not that I'm, I, I don't know if, 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 if it's true or not what she's saying about you, but I'm just surprised somebody like that would even come out and even entertain something like that as, a, as an answer to a, you know, a, a client or whatever you considered. That, that's just well, so surprising yeah. to me because I would, think, I would think if somebody went to them and said that they think that that's their reason why their life is a mess and why I need to see you, they'd say, I think you're probably fucking, that's the problem. You know, I'm like, it just didn't seem like something that they would use as a reason. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking wild. So she's trying to get me to understand, like, there's, you know, you feel deep, and then you have this PTSD valve that's fucking not not closing and stuff. Um, And then I start doing research because I'm starting to structure my shit. And part of it was, like, I'm hearing all these things that I take for granted on either side. I hear a conspiracy, and I don't look into it. I'm like, I feel like it. You know, or I hear something in the news and I don't look into it or whatever. I'm making decisions based on really not much. Um, And so certain things were bugging me. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'll actually fucking look into it. And again, I don't have this spiritual idea. Like, it's coming in drips and drabs. And as soon as I start doing this research shit, like, things start like the, your favorite word, like synchronicities start happening. And I, something I didn't believe in, I didn't even know what it was when it was really happening. I was just starting to look at different things. Like I started looking at a lot at, I got sucked into like ancient structures, like uh, Indian temples or things in Egypt, temples in Egypt, things like that. And what they were actually talking about what's on those walls what is what were they actually describing and then i was also interesting looking at science and quantum physics and things along those lines and then i'm like well and it was shocking and because i'm not looking at them thinking that i'm bridging gaps i'm looking at different things and every aspect is bridging together in a way like i don't understand uh-huh. how it's happening and and it was like heavy like to the point like i had to have my computer open at all times and started creating which is now like these ideas for shows but like putting things into boxes constantly trying to just keep up with organizing all these things that are coming so i can understand it properly and and put the the pieces together and and then and a lot of those things it's really it's about spirituality and your mind and like other things um and so I'm getting more into tune and I'm really starting to do meditation now. And again, like I'm starting to come to realize like 
like something did change when that accident happened, but it didn't come as a vision or anything like that. But like, like my soul, like feels like it reacted to it where the stuff that I was doing before, it's almost, you know, it, it might just be like, because I, my, my, what I thought I was, was taken then there was this void that I was able to, like I was open to like open the, the door was open now. And so, um, so I started realizing things about myself and realized like I need to really focus on my, on meditation and like healing the deep stuff mm. so that I can surpass. And, and I'm still thinking in my head, I'm doing this so I can fix. I need to fix. I need to, I'm still trying to get back to where I was. If I do enough of this shit, I can like, cause some of the stuff that's coming out is like, I have hypersensitivity and stuff like my brain is causing my pain. That's a possibility right now for me. Right. Cause when they look at my back, like it's not that fucked. Yeah. It's not good but it's not fucked up. Like it shouldn't be what it is. And so I'm trying to figure that shit out. Like how much, like what am I doing to myself? And so I slowly get out, like it feels like you're in quicksand, like I said, and it's only once I started meditating that I was feeling like I was able to slowly grasp. And it feels like, you know, you go, you, you're climbing out of that quicksand and you fall back in shit something happens and then you try but the meditation is the only thing out of all these fucking things i did that actually had me get back on on the climb you know it's uh, funny that you mentioned about the falling i i think if i remember correctly now it's like a term that i've heard used in a you know like among magicians i think it's called you know when you're doing shadow work if they're doing it fucking even the right way i think they call it a, like ego uh ego clashback or ego something like that it's like um basically saying like throughout all the work that you're doing like all of a sudden like like you're saying it feels like oh i'm making all this progress you're crawling up and then all of a sudden some bullshit thing probably with your ego says no 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 grabs you by the foot and pulls you down a little bit again and you got to start fucking crawling back up and like now it's almost a blessing and a curse sometimes when you go back down because it sucks and it feels hopeless and you feel like you've gone nowhere. But it's also a way of kind of letting you know, like, you're not where you want to be. <laughs> you fell. You know, if you were above it, you wouldn't have fallen when that happened. I love so how you just I said need, that. I love how you just I said that. I need to keep climbing. Like, you know, you know, and this has been happening to me. Like, I just got a dog for therapy purposes for me. It's a puppy. And he's savage and it's actually ruined my fucking quality of life. And so I felt, you know, like I feel like I'm falling again. Right. And it, and it sucked and it's, it's angering and all that stuff. But in a way it's for me to understand, like, you're not where you want to be. You're not like, you thought you were a little bit further out than you are, you know? So like, it's like, um, you have to refocus, you know? And again, that dog can't do shit for me. Oh, in a way, like, yeah, it's giving me, it, ideally it'll give me something, like help maybe fuel my battery to then do the work. And you know what? But I it can't do the work for you. That is, that is true. 
Yes. I wanted to ask you, uh, well, I was wondering, and I, I was going to bring it up myself, and I just had a, uh, a listener ask too. Um, well, they wanted to know meditate on what, but I was going to ask, like, what is your type of, like, technique for, like, the meditation that's helping you? Like, how, do you mind just giving maybe a little you know, overview yeah. of, like, you know, what your what's meditation? What's meditation to Marquis? Yeah. So I think the first thing is just breathing stuff, the simple stuff you really hear about. Um, and when you work with psychiatrists and um, these different professions, like especially when you're doing PTSD and stuff like that, like breathing is in their curriculums too. So even a simple thing like I'm panicking, it's becoming overwhelming to the point of like, I'm going to hit myself. I'm going to hit some, but like it's, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to breathe one, two, three, four through my nose. I'm going to hold it for four and I'm going to one, two, three, four exhale. And I'm going to cycle this and it's going to just to try to flip the switch. Right. So that's like a simple one. And then it became what I came to realize, like by listening to you, because again, like I'm researching all these things and they're all kind of piecing pieces of the puzzle for me in terms of why I am the way I am and what I need to do to, to, to go forward. And you say, you call it shadow work. I hadn't heard of that at the, at the time. Um, but I think it's essentially what it is. Like I like to do focused meditation. So like I have bad anxiety, I need to, so I'll, I start doing like focused meditations on anxiety and I'm not a good practitioner. I, I take apps to help me. You oh, know, yeah. I get, so like, and that's my next phase. But anyways, so like, yeah, I'll just do like programs. Like I did one pain management, right? Like, okay, if I'm hypersensitive and I'm doing this to myself, let me try to meditate on that pain. And so, like, um, I forget what app, but there's, like, a 30-day program. You can do it over and over or whatever, where you're slowly building on it every day to get to the core of it, to try to, like, go into your pain and remove it. Um, so I did stuff like that. So I'm always trying to do something like that. Like, I just finished one that's, like, um, you're not enough. because I realize I don't think I'm enough. You know, like I don't like myself. That's one of the core things and that I haven't dealt oh. with my meditation. So I'm like, maybe that's a deeper part. Maybe like part of why I'm having, I'm struggling is because I'm trying to do pain management. I'm trying to do these things that are still superficial. There's something even further back. So I'm just trying to go as far back to the core of it all and work on those things because I do this, you're not enough thing and I'm saying it and I don't fucking believe it. And I'm doing this meditation and I know I'm not believing it. Mm. And I'm trying to release that cage. That's like, you know, like for me, I, I can see like my inner child almost in a, in a light that's crying, you know, like trapped. So you're trying to try to break it. Um, and so it's stuff like that. And like, I don't know, some work more than others. Sometimes it's my mindset when I'm trying to do it. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, there's, listen, there's like been, that. there's been times when like, you know, I, I definitely think meditation can help. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge, actually, 
you know, that's the one thing I will not advertise, but like, you know, I'll say, you know, that's a practice I do suggest. I mean, from, you know, years and years of me doing it just through just before I even got into ceremonial magic or the OTO and after the fact. Um, there is times where it's like, yeah, it's just you feel like neither you, you've lost the groove. What is it with me? I can't fucking do it. Um, I, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny how I'm having a, a, a listener right now saying uh, fake it till you make it. Sounds cheesy, but that's sometimes that's all we can do. Sometimes I'll <laughs> legit tell you the truth. I have put on meditations that were probably for fucking kids. There were guided meditations of like, of, I, I don't remember the name of it, but it was like, like as if you were walking down some path and you went into some like sci-fi magical fucking, you know, town and it's just giving you this description and shit. I have literally gone to silly basic shit like that it's just so I can, I can sometimes be a good visualer with my eyes closed. I'm lucky with that. So even listening to some stupid child shit like that was I went to that at much of an extreme to be able to try to get back to meditating to where I could shut shit off and just at least picture that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. You can find yourself. And then even myself, what's wrong with me? Why am I fucked fucked up? Why, why am I having problems? You know what I'm saying? It can be uh it's, it's tough when you actually really want to start doing work on yourself and meditating to do that work as well. It can be a struggle at times. It is. Um, but yeah, that's where, that's where I was able to find hope was through that. And it, that's where like it actually, after been struggling in this process for a while now, feel like it's changed. Like I am changing. I, I'm getting more clarity as far as like, where I want to go and understanding that like, I don't care that I don't get there anymore. What I care is that I'm going. And so I like that though. So, uh, which brings us to this next thing. So my girlfriend's been spiritual for a long time. She, uh, I don't want to speak too much about her actual struggles, but like she, she's empathic. Essentially she's been dealing with that as a child and stuff. And, uh, and so she's been on that quest way longer than I had. And I didn't understand. We were together for a long time where I was not, uh, like she went to India to become a yogi and stuff like that. And, uh, so she has friends that are similar minded. And one of her friends opened up a business with deprivation tanks and a thing called uh, Lucia light. Eventually. I've done the deprivation, uh, deprivation tanks. Yeah, I tried it. Uh, at the time I tried serious. it, I wasn't ready for it. It was before my accident even happened and stuff. So like, I was able to stand there for, for like 45 minutes. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo, you want to hear it real, real? <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> real funny joke. Just to, uh, just to make this a little bit more lighthearted for a few seconds. I think it's a funny joke. Well, funny story. Uh, I would, the, the, time, the first time I went to go try one of those tanks, uh, you know, I'm sure most people that are listening under, know that I, I smoke weed. So, um, I, I'm thinking in my mind, well, uh, fuck, I, I can't smoke it. So I'm going to have to try to bring some edibles. You know what I'm saying? So like a half hour, be, I think before I'm driving to go there, um, or like whatever, I timed it like a half hour prior. I ate like two of them 
And then I'm thinking like, all right, I want to, I'm doing this thing for an hour. I want to catch, you know, I want to be stoned the whole time. Now, when I get there, I'll eat, you know, like two more. I forgot what dosage they were. And I was like, so, uh, by the time it starts, the first two should kick in. And then the other one, you know, trying to time it out. I wanted to have a buzz the whole time I was doing it. I went through it. I had an amazing time. I come out of it and I'm like, you know, it was a great experience, but like realizing I'm like, I don't think like that was actually like, I, like, I don't think I'm stoned though. And I'm like, maybe that was just such a, like a cool wild meditation. Like maybe I was high and like, you know, whatever. And uh, so I'm like, fuck it, whatever. It was still cool. Or maybe just the gummies sucked. I thought maybe yeah, they were just fucking beat. Um, <laughs> I, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go food shopping now. I get to the fucking supermarket, man. I was like, yo, I got to grab that cart. I was fucking whacked out of my fucking head. I don't know if it was something where those things just didn't fucking kick in until way later than I expected. But I was fucking whacked out of my head off of those gummies. And I'm like holding the cart and fucking, sh you know, shop right or wherever I am. Fucking blown out. Like, yo, how did those this happen? I find those lights do it to you, too. When you're like sure how fucked you are going to a place with like those fucking lights like you're like oh yeah oh like fuck <laughs> yeah i find those neon lights fuck with you uh, really let you know but um where was i oh yeah so the lucius light so give a bit of a background this is where you'll probably find the most interesting part in this in terms of uh, esotericism and stuff um, so it's made by two German dudes. Um, and essentially one is, let me, let me get their names here for people. Well, if there was any occultism behind it, I would assume it's going to come from Germany or Italy. It just seems the commonality nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> yeah. Two fucking German dudes made, made this fucking light. So I looked this up because I'm like, you know, I did it, but I never researched it before I did it or anything. So I'm like, maybe I should look it up. And I was like, oh no. But, uh, it bummed me out a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know. So it doesn't matter. I didn't look too, too deep. Sorry, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding That's the right. names. But essentially, it was um, a psychologist. Okay, here it is. Egelbert Winkler and Derek Proek something, uh, who's a neuro neurologist. Um, and they were studying near-death experiences, and they wanted to reproduce it because they noticed that people that had it things change for them oh. what would take them maybe five ten years to try to maybe get with somebody would happen in an instant for someone else that has this experience and i'll just throw in like i i've almost died several times so like that tree thing was bad but like while i was in school i almost drowned because we were doing um, a swift water rescue course and what that is, is essentially you're going through rapids without a boat. You just have to swim through them all and know where to go. And, and, and so it's extremely fucking tiring. I had my hernia operation. That's the first thing we did when we got back to school because winter's coming. So anyways, I do, I do this course, I get through and I'm fucking white. Like I'm out of shape. And, uh, I, I'm just on the side, like trying to gain my breath. I look up and I see my buddy bobbing unconscious down the river and so there's me and there's two other guys and the other guys grab like this rope bag thing one of the strategies is you would run up ahead of them throw the bag out at him or someone will tie to them 
and get try to get to him if he's unconscious and then drag him back and the guy with the rope uh that's on shore still will like they'll pendulum to the and he'll drag them in or gotcha. whatever so he just needs to brace himself and so i'm like fuck he's out, unconscious there's a set of rapids coming i'm gonna jump in so i jumped in the water and a whirlpool got me and i had no energy it wasn't a big one but i couldn't I didn't have the strength and the, the life jackets we wear are specifically designed to let you go under. Cause when you're in a hydraulic, those, you know, when you see a rapid, that rapid is, is like a, it's like a circular thing happening because the water's coming back, trying to fill that hole. So it, it creates a site, a cyclone kind of thing. And so when you get stuck in that, you don't want to be buoyant cause it'll keep you in it. <laughs> oh, all right. So you want to like, you get stuck in that to the way you, you live through that is like you, when you, when it picks you into it, you, you like scoop it and then you, you go into a ball and you go, you try to hit the bottom of the river so you can come back out. It'll let you go. Oh, so you just have to hold okay. your breath and hope you, you can hold your breath long enough to when it spits you down the river. So anyways, I, I got stuck in that and I couldn't get myself not in one of those that just a whirlpool and um, I couldn't get out of it. And so I started swallowing water and I, I blacked out Oh shit. and I thought I was dying. I'm like, Holy fuck, I'm going to die. And then as I black out completely, like I just got popped out of it. And then I just swam to shore and uh, like vomited all the water out and stuff and then kept going. But again, like no fucking idea of like nothing, never, f- any idea of like something else but um so anyway so this light the light therapy so these guys wanted to reproduce that as much as possible so they can heal people quick and so the lights are um you can find some information on mind foundation on it Uh, there are some videos online and so they're white lights they're specific kinds of lights so they this didn't go public till 2018 they started working on this in 2019 it looks like um and they use it with like ketamine assisted psychotherapy and shit like that yeah (laughs) and and it's like a flicker and i watched one of their talks and they talked about essentially someone had seen it and came to them said like hey i'm just wrote a book about uh secret uh, mystery school, sorry, in Greece. And what you're doing is exactly what they're doing because she explains how they would had, they had caves and they would put a fire and then they had a wheel. So it would create a flickering light. So they would do a deprivation with the f- flickering light to induce things oh, and shit. to heal and whatever. And that's what they're doing. So, so it has like this background and they do psychedelics and stuff. They seem to be proponents of that as well. Um, I just got like a McKenna kind of vibe that trips me out a little bit with this stuff. And I'll tell you, so when, when I went to go do it, the late, the person, my girlfriend's friend, close best friend, she's like, Hey, cause she knows I was started researching weird shit. She's like, Hey, there's a Kabbalah setting on this. Do you want to do that? She doesn't know what it is. I'm like, no, fuck no <laughs> like any setting but that one that's that, weird that's wild that, 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 hmm. so they're clearly like messing around with it 
that they have these specific Kabbalistic settings. Yeah, that's wild that that's an option. Yeah, I thought too. And I'm, and it's crazy. I'm like, fuck, like what if you put that on and someone that has no idea, you know, or what, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know what's fucking coming out of this. Um, so I just wanted healing because part of this light is like, they say like you do this light you, and you feel instantly better. It gives you like a, a rush or whatever of joy and happiness. And it's supposed to help with like neurological issue because it hits you on a neurological level, which I have nerve problems. So I'm like, fuck yeah. When you did the breathing stuff, did you happen to notice any, um, oh God, I guess comfort more with nerve stuff? When I breathe? Like when you, I remember you mentioned doing like breathing techniques and meditation. Um... No, did, like you, my, you didn't find that to help like you physically at all. Did it help with that at all? Okay, I was no. just wondering. All right. No, but, but I do think that it's a possibility, right? And that's part of why I was trying to do this. I like again, like I'm, I was trying to get back to where I was, which I realize now is a mistake. And it's not till I gave that up recently, uh, like four months ago or whatever, that it's made a difference in a real way. Um, so yeah, I'll get to that. But the um, so so yeah, so it does this flicker thing. The color, the bulbs themselves don't have any color to them. There's specific types of bulb. It's a very expensive machine, but they don't actually project color. And they put the bulb right like you get put it right around here, like between your eyes, like kind of at your eyes and pineal kind of thing. And they they explain that like the pineal is part of it. They, when you, they show the picture, because like the person that did it for me, she said she's pointing it here. But in when I watched one of their talks, they say eyes, they, that they were pointing it at the eyes. But then they also mentioned how it affects its playing with the pineal gland. That's wild. So, so yeah, through the pineal gland and it hits your nervous system, goes down your spine and stuff and kind of gets every piece of your body through the, the, those circuits. And that's the, where, like, the potential healing would come in terms of, like, my potential nerve issues or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, hope, like I'm hoping because I have specific pains, specific spots. Like, I don't know if there's, like, a nerve that's just, like, needs to get refocused or whatever. Like, it's it's gone crazy and it's it thinks it's hurt and it's constantly telling me you're hurt, you're hurt when it, it just needs to chill the fuck out for a minute. You know, get reset. So that's what I was kind of hoping with some of that stuff so anyways so i start i go into the room and and we're doing like a healing one and um and she's there with you there's a, there's somebody there with you you can go through these doctors and get the stuff done with them it's like someone will guide you through it um in a way and they have to watch you because you can get seizures and shit so when i lie down the, the strobing starts and it's really nothing um, just like, you know, looking at your eyelids and then eventually, uh, that starts to change it kind of like a, uh, you know, a television screen without a channel, just like that blurry t TV look, but darker. Oh. So not as bright as that, those screen, those blurry TVs, but that's where it felt like something like that. And, um, and at that point, every time the strobing is happening because there's tons of tiny little bulbs in it. So they're all doing like different patterns and stuff. Um, the, like 
every muscle in my face is spasming, like from the inside, it feels like. So it's like I'm getting slapped from the inside of my face or something. Uh-huh. And so I thought it was harsh and I was struggling with it because I was worried. I'm like, I might fucking seizure or some shit. Um, so it's very so interesting. It's, yeah. So it's constantly doing that uh, and I'm struggling with it. And she sees that and she's like, like do some breathing. So like instead of focusing on that feeling or whatever, and like the, like what feels like an assault, <laughs> You just start doing some breathing exercise. So again, like bringing your heart rate down and stuff. And then uh, yeah, the, that fuzzy screen goes away. It's like you go past it. And for me, it was circles that like seemed far away of red. And then it would come and take over. And, and it didn't matter where I looked. It was in this like vivid, vivid red, like a red I've never seen before incredibly vivid beautiful red and then a blue one would come and then the blue would take over and then it'd be like they'd be coming like one after another or something like that that's fucking wild especially so that, that you just said blue and red too like that's interesting yeah so i don't know if that means something to you but. well you know i mean there was something you mentioned before about like the f- was like like the flashing kind of like pictures or screens whatever you said they looked like tv like blurry um, times when I, you know, to me, if it was me coming close to crossing over or whatever people want to consider it, my black sun or my eclipse meditations or whatever people want to consider it. For me, I'm, you know, at that point, I'm almost, for me, I'm deciding if I want to cross the abyss or not. But anytime I've ever gotten close to it, I always have like it's like as an eclipse at the end, and it is a, a tunnel. But the eclipse, the white, the color is white. But I've not every time, but there's times that I've noticed, and I've heard other people even say it too. Um, f- for me and others, it's not always in the tunnel way, but um, for me, on the side of the tunnel, it almost looks like I guess the rabbit hole to the eclipse. Who knows if that's where that phrase came from? Because like it almost looks like like reverbing, reverbing colors too. That's creating almost a tunnel like vision towards this eclipse. There will be like these almost like like the t- the size of our TV screens that shape cellophane kind of looking blurry things on the side of the tunnel. Like when you said, when you were explaining the screens that you were seeing flashing, to me, I would see stuff like that, but not in front of my face, but on the sides. And, and there's been times when that caught my attention and in my own thoughts or in my own mind, I'm like thinking to myself, I wonder what that is. And then somehow I just end up seeing, I just go towards it. And then it's like I stepped into the, that TV. You know, and uh, not all of those when I have come, they may have been interesting while I was there, but when I've come back, it may not have always been the best experience. But going forward, uh, you know, for me, neither that eclipse is either going to full up completely and then that's a completely different experience. Or I do have that, though, where it's as if um, the rings or the colors will start coming towards me as well. 
Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it sucks that I'm using this as an excuse because it is such a rare thing that people have seen. But, like, you know, again, I'll go back to Twin Peaks. I think it was, like, episode eight in season three. He shows, like, an, a, the atomic bomb being dropped. And the explosion kind of even looks like it turns into the shape of a brain. It's this real long eight-minute or ten-minute dramatic fucking... You're just like, yo, I can't believe this shit's even on TV. He just drags the shit out of it, but... There is a point when it's showing you like inside the explosion and you see these like neon almost puffs of clouds are kind of like weird balls like lighting up and going past you. I've even seen that associated with the orb. It's almost as if you see like these puff of like the brightest colors that I've ever seen in my life like going past me as I'm going closer to like that. Eclipse. Like a cl- so you was like a cloud. Like yeah, it yeah but it was like, but it was like fucking. It. Yeah, but it was so weird. Like these, the most vibrant colors I've ever seen in my life, too. Like it's not the same as if I open my eyes. <laughs> it's not. Okay. Yeah. So like, I, it, like it it's different like it, stuff, it but around me. That's just like wild. It was far, you know. Yeah. Weird. Um. So yeah. So then. That would happen, and I would go in and out of that. Like, I would see that, then I would go back to the screen. I would feel the pulsing again, you know. I'd have to, like, try to, like, get back into control, and I'd go back to the colors. And then after the colors, I got to a, um, it was like a geometric shape, almost like a kaleidoscope. Like, oh, yeah. Specific shape, and it was a mix of that same blue and red but specific, like, you know, like the like diamond inside of it or whatever would have been red. And then the outside would have been like a blue or, you know, something along those lines. So the specific shape. And then I saw it like endless row of it. Yo, you know, it's funny. Fabric. I I think I I mentioned it with uh, the Colorado Dank episode I did because me, him and Nico all kind of like talked about experiences that we've had. And me, me and Colorado Dank have had, uh, in case people are listening now, I, that episode is pretty good. I think we both kind of had some of the same experiences in two different fucking complete ways. Um, but a lot of times for me, whenever I do get into these meditations and I, you know, if I'm trying or if I'm just getting there naturally, I kind of know there is a series of almost events that kind of always repeat. And it and a lot of times when I start getting the geometric shapes showing up in the darkness with my eyes closed and like those even start going past me that's when i know like all right i'm already going towards everything else i just talked about before that's like almost like a like the first sign of like all right this is starting to happen you get like and it's like very vibrant colored geometric shapes that just start like very weird yeah yeah so i saw that and that wouldn't last long and then i would end up back in the colors or in the TV or whatever. And then uh, I got to that point and I guess for like one second or two, it felt like for me, like a second or two, I got past the shapes and then it was like darkness with like little, like it almost looked like little neon worms here or there. And then that was like a split second. Then I was back gone and I never, I wasn't sure, uh, you know, like I thought it was like uh, almost like when your eyes are closed and there's like a light, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, a strobe or well, something. I've even almost said like that, that or something. But I've even said that there was times when um when it got like really really dark, like after the uh, the shape scope for me, 
after the shapes go away, it's like then all of a sudden I kind of go into like a the darkest blackest of dark ever like and i've even said like almost like a dark silk and i and i and i've even said that in the middle where eventually that eclipse comes that is the like darkest of darkest i've ever like really fucking seen but the rest of it sometimes almost looks like the what i've said black silk as if it's like a, a like a banner or like a flag but i've wondered is it not really, or like you're saying worms or something like that? Is it really just light that you're seeing on a black background that is giving you the idea that something's moving? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is it really not like a, like some silk flag moving? Is it really darkness and there just happens to be light moving around on it that's making me think it looks like it's moving when it's just changing of light on darkness? Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like I know that's like a fucking mind fuck, but like, could it just really be that? Uh, sometimes I've wondered. You know. Interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah, like so, and that was my experience. That was it. I got out. I didn't feel better. I felt shittier. I felt drained. It's kind of sad, and um, didn't feel like meditation. You know, like I, I came out. I was like, what I do want to do is get to a place where I'm more balanced so when I come here, I can go play in here better, yeah. right? Because I, I attribute all of this difficulties of, like, <coughs> I am not, in, like, it's forcing me to do something that where I'm not at. I'm just not aligned to do it or whatever. So that's how I perceived it. So I'm like, no. it'd be interesting to do this when I'm better. I'm, I'm more... Um, not that I'm better, like just I've developed my meditation practice better. And also felt like to me, it's like your meditation is not deep enough. No, no. Like you can go deeper. You need to go deeper with your meditation. You know, you need to get more serious. Now, um, th- this is something that I think me and Lux like a, like pretty huge on. How about, I guess, one of our, our, our tiffs with secret societies in general from our own experience. Now, with this thing that you're talking about, I'm assuming in their idea, was this to activate your pineal gland to help, I guess, heal you? Like, all right. Now, if my opinion, just, just my opinion, and I think uh, Lux would agree with me, but he's not here. I think I can speak on him. Just our experiences. Maybe we're wrong, but for us, magic in our my 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 opinion is doing that is actually opening up your pineal gland. Now, if you were to do that, if you don't understand or if you weren't ready for, or if you didn't even think that that's even an option or a possibility, you cannot, uh, you can come out of that and not have a good experience. Or an experience you were not ready for at all because, like you're saying, maybe I should have been a little bit more balanced. Maybe I should have, have done a little bit more work on myself before maybe I looked this far deep or whatever experience you had, you may have not have been emotionally or spiritually ready for that. And I don't think these places let you believe the truth at all about what's going on physically spiritually and in reality when it comes to magic so if this was to happen to somebody 
by accident, which I believe it's happened to me and other people because it wasn't truly my intentions as far as I took it. It's going to fucking rock you to the fucking core if you're not ready to, to accept some of these things that might become truths now instead of beliefs. You know, or you might have experiences that are going to make you question reality in itself. You know, so that's like one of my tiffs that I think when you... Like, these people could be forcing shit, like you're saying right there, on somebody who's not fucking ready for it, and it was not a good experience, and it's not going to help that person. I do. Right. That's one of the things I have a problem with these places. They do not truly tell you exactly what the fuck's going on when they're doing fucking magic or what magic really is. So then if it does fucking happen to someone by accident, it could really fuck them up. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, Sorry for that little rant, but that, that is people. a thing that I no. really have a problem with, you know. It's scary, and that's where where I've been getting, like, I got a lot, like, part of this kick is, like, I'm trying to find what's real, you know? Like, I want to get better, like, because as, it doesn't, it never happened, like, an aha, like, it. this is, like, over, like, this, I don't even know, like, I have such a bad idea of time these days, but, like, and a year and a bit or two, almost two years now. Um, it's, it's like a slow build that I didn't realize happened, but eventually I slowly got to a place where I was realizing certain things about myself and where I needed to go through all of this stuff. And part of the bummer with the occult is like, I just kept feeling like it was bullshit because I'm like, Oh, so I have to know how to read this in pretty much a different language. And on top of that, I don't know that it's you've purposed, like I pretty much know you purposely fuck something up in here. And then you call it like fucking daemons or whatever. And then you start looking into that whole fucking thing. And you're like, well, dude, like, and the fact that like, oh, by the way, your guardian angel could also be like something completely else fucking with you and stuff like that. And so like, I just felt like, well, it's so bullshit because oh they're God. not being honest at all. And then it just seems like everyone that I had seen, like the, the figures that, you know, when you research them, like these are fucking evil, evil humans. So I'm like, why? So I'm like, so they have access to something that I can't touch. You know, and so, uh, yeah, I, I just got bummed out with that because I was hope because it's not like I wanted to do ritualistic magic or anything like I just want to understand. And if, if you understand how reality actually works, like that gateway project and shit like that, then that's what I want to know so that I can prepare myself properly and understand it in a way that's going to help me get there better, maybe you know, or something like that and just get the reality of shit. Like, because I just want what, where this, like, although the light didn't do anything for me. Oh, I'll finish the light thing. Sorry. Um, I wanted to keep going on it, but one of the things I was randomly fell into was Carl Jung. And that was before. Oh, I damn. Went to so <laughs> I had looked at a few you, things about him. You're into and Carl Jung and you have fucking lights being flashed across your fucking face, man. That's getting fucking occult as fuck. You probably didn't even realize it. <laughs> Well, I hadn't really looked into him. I had seen a few things, but then I had been looking for the red book because I'm like, oh, this book that his family had kept for 50 years or whatever. And now that's released and they translated it and stuff. I'm like, cool. Like I want to get my hands on it because I get a lot of books that I never open. 
I just collect because knowing one day if I want it, like I have it, I don't have to worry about it disappearing or anything like that from online. So I, um, I, I know I had it. And after this session, while I was still there, we were talking and stuff and I came up like, Oh, I was looking at this Carl Jung. Actually, I just got his book and I pulled it out because I knew he had cool pictures in it. I pull it out and I'm showing him like, um, and I hadn't gone in my mind, like I hadn't gone, I hadn't seen these, but, but it's possible that I did. And I don't know, like I'll, I'll leave the door open to that, but like, um, I'm going through it. And then that geometric shape, was in his book he has like <laughs> seven eight pages of that geometric shape and i actually put it on your discord because i told someone else like i had never t- really talked about it i'm like oh that's funny uh, but then i mentioned it to somebody else and they're like that's kind of fucked up like anyways they found it they thought it was more interest interesting so i'm like okay maybe yeah I'll i need to go it. look at that <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'll put it on your Discord and I'll like ask people like what they think it represents. Like, what is it? Well, what did right? they say? This I'm is like, horrible. I don't even know. And it's my Discord. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a lot going on in your Discord, dude. <laughs> Yo, for real. Like, I, I'm not even trying to like brag. And I say it has nothing to do with me or Lux. But if, for real, not, not to, you know, I guess just to plug it, though. But there, there is actually a lot going on in there. There's a lot of you active sure people. Shit? Three people answered me. <laughs> Right. I, I threw it out there thinking like probably no one's like, I feel stupid even putting this out, you know, but no, no one's like, everyone's trying to help. Yeah. It was, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. People answer me as yeah. Pretty cool. Um, well, what so was, yeah, what was some of the responses? Channel. I'm interested actually, if you don't, re- if you remember, um, they were explaining it. It was like, a, a, essentially like a bridge or like it was, uh, Explaining like one way was ascending or fuck sorry dude no you know what I'm so not it's okay try. I'm gonna it's fuck okay. it up no that's yeah. fine that's fine put you on the spot sorry dude. I should remember no but I yeah I thought it was interesting but um so so then uh, I'm doing all of these things and like I said like there's no big change but because of all of a sudden like I um this new version of me started developing and that's where like the more of the message i guess would be like for people is like it doesn't need to look like something's magical or whatever for you to get to a place where magic happens when you're you're actually changing um and that's kind of what i wanted to get into like part of like when you start researching all these dark things you know like sra and stuff that and and one of them so my main you know we were talking about like rosicrucian not being my main subject i wanted to start like it's still part of the plan long term was to start a podcast and for whatever reason i started with planned parenthood and i didn't know what i was going to get in getting into i got into them actually because of bill gates originally it was going to be bill gates i saw that his dad was in there i got interested in the whole abortion idea thing and so i just said you know i fuck it we'll do planned parenthood because bill gates will be so big this might be a little easier fuck no like 80 hours of audio i've got to do for it so so i'm I'm researching that stuff and it's dark you know you're talking about like just the darkest kind of behaviors and like you know sra whatever the fuck like all this weird occult things like all these evil things and the idea of like learning these things and turning it into something beneficial and i'm 
feel like I'm finally getting to that place. And that's where I think it's important with this kind of community is like trying to think of the purpose of that. Right. Cause it, if you're getting all this information, but it's just hurting you, it's, or uh, you're not gaining something from it, then, then it's, it could be quite detrimental for you. Right. And that's where, like when I was Very good studying point. the cult, Very- I, I was getting down on it because everything I look into, they're, fucking divinity this and that and shit like even things i thought were like very not that like uh like say like buddhism stuff in buddhism like well they're talking to shit too they're constantly doing that stuff too and stuff so i'm like well i don't trust that like uh, you know so, no, no, so I, I, just, get that. I get that because sure. they, they share the the occult and a lot of like the religions i i noticed they're sharing this it's essentially they're talking about the same thing in a different way and they're felt like both are being dishonest and stuff. And then you put the pile on top of how the world's going and then how your life's going and stuff like that. And it just becomes like, it's not helpful anymore. Yo, you know, you know what I want to say real quick. And, and I mentioned this before recently, a couple other lives. And this is like a, another way. I think I want to explain it too. First off, I think a lot of these stories, uh, especially like you, like you were saying, like, you know, uh, you have totally tons of different pantheons, all these different things, all these different gods and all this different shit. And not even talking about religions, all these different things that, you know, especially with ceremonial magic, it, it, you know, when people want to say being a slave to the gods, but like, you're still fucking using them. Like, do you realize, like, if I'm invoking fucking Horus or Toth for this to change me to get where I want, how the fuck are you saying that you're a magician because you don't want to be a slave to the gods anymore? You're fucking calling on to one right now to fix your life. Sometimes I think these stories or or certain things in spiritual messages or religions too, or in pantheons, these stories are just archetypes of an experience. And what happens is that you ended up with the devil's tarot card. This idea or this archetype somehow got personified into a painting or into a fucking sculpture or something else to try to just still tell the same fucking story. But the unknowing put this fucking thing on a pulpit And fucking worship it. When it's not even something of an actual, real, tangible being. It's an experience. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, people, even magicians, they get caught up in an experience that's probably somewhere inside yourself. And you think that this God or this fucking being is something. it's, It's a mind fuck. It's a thing of slavery, still. And you have magicians out there calling upon God, saying, I'm not a slave to the gods anymore. What the fuck? What the fuck? You were just fucking puck, fucking doing whatever for fucking Horace yesterday. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's a whole mind fucking itself. You know, I don't. I, I know, like that somewhere. I had to go along with whatever you were saying. No, no, like, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. It went off a little bit of a tangent, but like, I even started thinking, <laughs> you know, because the whole thing with it. the with the devil's tarot card, in my opinion, too, 
that's actually showing because you got people sitting there in chains that they could take the fuck off. They're not even on tight. They could walk right the fuck out of them, but they got this dude on some of them. It's a dude literally on a fucking pulpit that looks like the devil. You're it's a fucking false idol. That's it. That you're enthralled by, telling you how to fucking live your life and what the fuck you are, taking away your fucking identity and thrown into fucking chains. You know, and that can come in many different forms: fucking radio, TV, fuck, you know, all sorts of shit. Politicians. No fucking. Yeah. Um. So the yeah, and so that got to a place where it's like, how do I turn this into something positive for me? So like, without even realizing that it's happened, when I look back, I realize like, yeah, you know, like I'm far from fixed. Like, you know, like I said, like I still don't like myself. Mm. I still suffer from a lot of those things, but it's not what it was. And now I understand it. Now I can at least instead of kicking myself as much as I was before and going spiraling all the way down, now I can at least be objective and realize like, I just need to refocus. Like I understand where I'm at and it's just, it's just a journey. Like I just, like I said, the destination isn't important anymore. It's the journey and like understanding what, what am I going to do with all this information? So I look back and I realize like the thing that matters is that is helping others. And what I, what I need to be doing is aligning myself so that I can do that for people. Because when you start looking at trauma and stuff like that, you start very quickly realizing like trauma exists on air for everybody and, and everyone is suffering. And so people you hate are doing those things for reasons and yeah, it sucks and all that stuff, but it's trying to get to the, root of it why it's happening and what we can do to help each other through these things and um and so i've come to that realization for me that like my life work whatever it looks like needs to involve trying to help others and so i'm lucky right now in a way all that awful wcb shit all the fucking crap right now i'm hopefully in a position where I'm going to be allowed to go to school for social working. And that's going to give me a really an opportunity at it. But if I don't get that, one of my other options, right? Like there's levels and I don't want to bore everyone with how it all gets structured and why it gets to this. But like, I have a lot of disabilities. I might not look at right now, but I'm very limited in what I can do. And so one of my ideas like was bingo caller. Doesn't look like I'm helping anyone, but I thought if I, all I care about is helping. I know people that are going to be at the bingo. There's a lot of elderly people that don't have families, don't have ways to get things done. that are you know, living on a very fixed income. Maybe I can help them. I'll get to know people and I can do things for them that way. That's my entry to somebody that needs help. I'll find them. Wow. Or well, that, took some, that took some thought to come up with that idea. Well, when your when your options are very limited, no, but that's still, that's amazing that you even came up with, like that's you thought, dude. Wow, I would never would so have that's, that's, that's where the clarity in a way comes. Although I am not a clear person, I'm clear in where I want to go in that way, and I'm clear that I, you know what what that looks like isn't as important as what it is for the person. Hopefully, 
whatever it is. I might not fucking save someone's life, but maybe I made it a little bit better. Maybe, you know, you you can't know how that's going to change someone or what you can potentially do for somebody. So, yeah, I'm just trying to align myself with that. And that's through a lot of this research and stuff is, yeah, the world is bleak and stuff, but then like what's below that? Like, how do I raise that up? Like what's important? Like for me, it's, I have to do something. Like, I think that's for me, I think most like we're here to help each other. I need to heal. Like I know how important it is for myself and I want to help others do that. Even if I can't ever get there for myself, if I can help someone else get there, that's even better. And at least, awesome, man. And, and so let's me get go forward. So like, you know, yeah. So it, it just to, like, even if you think you're super limited, like just try to kind of, if you can like expand, you, you might be surprised on, on like that your dream can still be, you know, you can still achieve the, the end goal potentially. You know, just if, might not look the same. if you, if you stop like letting all the bullshit static going on in your head, if you kind of shut it off or even just say like, you know what, maybe I can, I can't do it. And, but as I, in my opinion, like when you stop, like I think worrying about it or lusting about the thought, and it just kind of goes away. Instead, if you kept on telling yourself, "Fuck it, I can't do it," and just forgot about it, all of a sudden you might get this fucking idea and be like, "Oh fuck, I could do this though." You like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think when you stop thinking about how much you can't do something, ideas of things you can do will pop up in your head. You know, somehow you'll get that little golden gem of a signal that your fucking brain picked up, maybe coming from something greater than you saying, hey, what about this? You know? And that didn't come from me thinking about what I want to do for work. That came because of the work I did inside that told me, that revealed itself, right? And so you won't get to those answers if you can't start getting to what's going on inside and getting to your core self and yeah. getting little pieces out of it. You know, like, again, like, I'm not there. I just, little things I'm, I'm trying to hold on to and just use that, you know. Instead of just grabbing onto the sand, I'm hoping I, I create a rope that helps me get out of the hole or something. So, and a thing, like, talked about Planned Parenthood, that shit destroyed me because the stuff that was in there what happened to me and my family. And I see oh. how badly it affected us and how it's still part of our, our foundation. Like all of a sudden I realized why my parents were the way they were. It's fucking hard. And I still have problems with some of it. And it's not that they were that bad in a lot of ways. People would be like, you're fine. And, and but I won't, get into into that too much there but like like i realized like this baggage that we have had for fucking ever and i'm see it in my parents i see it in me and my brother i now i'm seeing it in his kids which are i, I don't live around but i just get little bits and pieces and because i'm doing this i'm i'm recognizing what's happening it's like fuck she's starting not to like herself oh. and so now I have a different, like I created some, so to turn that dark into light was to, for me is to try to bring them back together. Like let's do a homestead. It can look like however people need, 
we have enough that we can get together, we can buy some land, and we can, and I just want to get them there so that I can start, like, hopefully putting them in an environment that will allow for them to take a breath and breathe and, and maybe heal some too, and especially my nieces. So, so now I have this grand idea that I want to build this place. We're going to be sufficient a lot. Like I'm not talking hermit shit. I'm talking like real living. Uh, my parents can sell their places. Like all our parents, when they need home care, we'll, they'll have all that extra money now because we're consolidated that we can have home care there. They're not going to fucking die in this sh- shitty situation in a place. Like, you know, you put them in a home and within this, like, what is it like 50% die within the first six months or whatever, you know? So like, let's avoid these problems, right? These are problems that put me down. All of the, all this stuff I learned about Planned Parenthood that fucking put me down because of what they did and anger and all that shit is now fueling my understanding to know what to do about it. So do they come? I don't know. I'm trying. I feel like I'm slowly breaking the thing, but it, does it matter if they come? Like, ideally, yeah, of course it, it matters, but it's not going to stop me. Because, like, it, all right, fine. If you guys don't want in, I'm still going to find a way to do this just me. It's going to look different. It's going to start different and all that shit. But if I can still do this, I'm going to make it so there's an opportunity for them to come. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and, and I'm never going to stop trying to work on healing and on those things with them. Even if they never come, it doesn't mean that it's a broken dream and it's not worth, you know what I mean? And so anyways, so that's just a, an idea in terms of, I thought it was interesting. Uh, that's, that's what I got from this journey for me is getting to that point. And it didn't come through anything specific uh, or, you know, even that light thing, like it didn't change anything for me. What the, the thing that did something for me was the daily stuff it was slowly chipping away. It was this was counseling because I found a good person to give a fuck about me, you know, and we all kind of need sometimes that extra little something from the outside. Um, well, I think so, even the fact that you said that you I mean, you know, like, I think we called it shadow work before. I mean, I think when... Uh, sometimes you can be put in positions to where, you know, maybe you've had, like, I don't want to call them rock bottoms because then that sounds like, like a drug addiction type thing. But, like, maybe at times in your life, and, like, I know I've had times in my life where shit was so fucked up, you kind of had to take, like, an honest look at yourself, too, or, or an honest look at that you don't even know who the fuck you even are. You know, and I think it's just... Shadow work, when it comes to ceremonial magic, is very much of actually really doing that shit. And uh, if you're not a piece of shit and you're really trying to have a magical experience in a positive way, that shadow work is going, you know, you're really going to have to start chipping away at certain things that are hard to look at. You know, or certain, you're, or you're going to have to come to agreements with certain things that you may not like you know what i'm saying and and that shit's a good way of putting it that shit sucks it's hard and you know what you had said something before that like maybe sometimes the way you're envisioning something isn't going to end up that way 
You know, uh, I hate to say it, it's such a fucking cliche thing, but, you know, they always say sometimes it's not the end, it's the fucking journey there. Um, Just like I'll say how I can equate that to the fucking Kabbalah is in between those spheres, there's these paths. Those paths is where the work is fucking done, whatever's going on up in here, for you to be moving from this spiritual idea or attainment or archetype to the next. There, that's where all that shit sucks that nobody fucking does to actually attain that next fucking one. That shit's hard because a lot of it has to do with looking within here. You know, and, and even if you're not equating that to magic and just somebody wanting to work on themselves, that shit's not going to be fun. At least not at first. You know, like you said before, there was times, I think, where you were just, like, devastated at, like, not knowing who you were and you cried. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'll be honest, there was times when even when I did ceremonial magic, there was fucking times when I literally got down on my hands and knees and was just, you know, I didn't always do fucking magic invoking these gods. A lot of times I was literally doing a ceremonial just to fucking call upon God or angels. There was plenty of times when I was so fucked up, I literally got down and said, God, I'm fucked up and I don't even know what the fuck to do anymore and I hate who the fuck I am. You know, and, and it was times at those times when I was at my lowest and I gave up was the times that I actually felt the most positive experience in magic beyond magic with a K that I literally felt like at that time of being so honest with myself, I think I actually got to hear God or actually knew for once, maybe I actually spoke to him and he heard it. Maybe I was actually speaking to him for once in my life. Not all these other times. And there was an actual fucking connection. Sometimes it takes that fucking shit that stuff that you fucking hate about yourself, you have to look at it. You have to fucking accept it. That shit sucks, but that's the fucking crap that you're going to have to dig yourself out of to get to the fucking end to have that experience. It may not be the way that you're going to envision it, but I guarantee you in some ways it will be better than you ever could have imagined as well. It may not look like fucking castles, but in the mind... The freedom that you got from working on that st stuff is invaluable and can make you a better person and for society and for other people. So not that I want to go on too long, and, and this has been long already, but like Marquis, uh, you know, you, you talked about a lot of real shit, I think. You know, a lot of stuff that I think when it comes down to really working on yourself, you've actually just explained how real that can be you know it may you may have said you cried may have came out and said shit that you know was hard for you to admit in front of people but to be totally honest with you I'm, i myself included in other people i've we've gotten that emotional wanting to be a better person you know i've gotten that emotional during my fucking magic because i was tired of being the fucking person i was you know that shit's I, real. That's I, real. I still cry a, a lot real, of days. 
when I'm doing my meditation, I break out constantly, constantly. Yeah. So it I doesn't take <laughs> it doesn't take much anymore. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, it's just part of it. I you appreciate get, you get more comfortable with it, you know. I appreciate you coming out and telling your story with all that honesty. Uh, that's yeah. not something that's easy to do, and uh, I appreciate it, man. And uh, these are the type of episodes, like I said, I like to try to do every once in a while. I, I think it may not be like the rest of my other shows, but I think it's stuff that people can get something out of as well. You know, this is, I think, real, real, you know, real experiences, real talk, and I think a lot of people out there can identify more than not just just because they don't come out and talk about their experiences in their life so uh hopefully somebody got something out of this if not um i'm sure you did (laughs) (laughs) and i know i did so thank you for the experience as well you know what i'm saying i got something out of this and i'm sure some of our fans did uh thank you amanda she said that she just hit home and that uh you know ron diggity helen we had a bunch of people in here, uh, Teresa. We had a lot of people in here listening and, and even saying, like, you know, this is some real shit, you know. So I thank the fans that stuck around and listened. You probably couldn't see on your end, but, uh, you know, you definitely had people saying, you know, that this is a good episode. And thank you for coming out and telling your story and your truth, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, like I said, like, I just, if it helps anyone in any fucking way or think about something maybe a little bit different than... That's, yeah. that's all it is. Like, like I said, I just want to, any way that, it, um, and you know, I, I don't have a way to reach me, but like if people did want to, they hear this or whatever, like if they reach you for now and you let me know, I'll set, maybe set something up if people want, but like if people just need to talk to somebody, you know, like if you're in the fucking, in the, in the shitter and you, and you, and you don't really want to talk to somebody, but like you do, uh, like, yeah, I would, I would like to be there for anybody that would ever need something like that, you know? And I might, I don't have, like I said, I don't have the answer. I just, I can relate maybe a little bit to you and we'll, we'll, we'll just try to be there for each other. Well, I, I have, um, I, well, I, I'm not going to put your name out on, on blast, but we did have a fan here. Uh, Ron Diggity did say, uh, hit us up on discord. We'll talk. Um, you are available, you know, well, I could put your link in there or I could tell people after the fact if you want or you can say it now, but uh, there's people in our Discord who I guess, you know, they probably know who you are with your name in there and they're even saying, you know, hit, hit me up, man. So uh, he is in our Discord, so he's available there. Yeah, but, no, for sure. Yeah, if um, I think it's like OG Gangles. Yes, all right. So yeah, if you didn't no. mind that he's definitely uh, – I'd. He's, he's available there. I talk to him there. Um, uh, and that's my we, only social media. So. Yeah. Well, we actually we had we had a few people from our Discord actually in the in the actual uh, live right now. So I mean, Helen was there saying what's up, Ron Diggity. So there there were people who I guess already knew who you kind of were. So <laughs> I don't know if that's good. Uh, oh, oh shit! Sorry. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I just don't know how they know me. Um, or maybe I just fucked that up myself now. <laughs> I'm bugging you, dude. It, it, none of it matters. Honestly, like anybody that wants to talk anytime, I'm, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm trying to read. Maybe I did screw that up. Maybe I just assumed because you're in a yeah, Discord, they knew who you were. I don't know these people. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, not that I don't want to. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. 
so uh yes uh i'll yeah so he's in our discord so there's an incentive to join our discord as well i will put the link <laughs> i'll put the link in our discord if you join our channel you will see his name on the side somewhere as users and you can hit him and you can hit him up uh yeah that's going to be in the show notes uh all the other places you, you can uh Find my show, The Occult Rejects, and uh, Lux Rising Podcast is in the show notes as well. Uh, again, thank you for coming on and telling your story. Uh, I had, a, you know, I, I had a great time being open like this. So. Oh no, for sure, for sure, man. This is, uh, I think, this stuff is important. This, you know, the show that I have, I just don't want to always like strictly take it to occultism, but I mean, I, I this is all part of it, I think, as well too. Is like understanding the mind and coming out and just being honest about what the fuck's going on inside your head, you know? That's all part of how the magic works. So there's many different facets to it, and I really appreciate people even coming on and doing this. This takes a lot. So again, I thank you, and uh, yeah, that's the end of another NY Patriot episode. And then, uh, until the next one, again, like I said before, I'm going to be going live more often so people can jump in, say what's up, or ask questions if it's possible. Uh, yeah. So until the next one, everybody be well. Later.